Hey guys, it's Dalton here. Just wanted to pop in real quick before you start this first episode and let you know that things have changed a little bit since this first episode was recorded. I have gotten an actual microphone instead of using Turtle Beach headphones for a start. So the audio quality has improved quite a bit and we have changed the intro song and the overall feel of what we're going for with the pod starting from episode two on basically. So just wanted to come in here and apologize for the sound quality for this first episode and we hope you still enjoy it and we hope you stick past it and check out the rest of our stuff, man. Take it easy. Good evening. Come in, come in. There are many writs of wonder waiting here for you. You, the two travelers who have made your way into the steam machine. Please, come inside. Find the keeper, get your number, and enjoy your stay. And joining me this week and every week will be my good friend, Ryan. Ryan, and we are just deciding to go through and finally tackle that backlog that we've been meaning to get to for all these years. It has been building up in my Steam account for a very long time, and I figured I would recruit a friend of mine to help me burn through. So we have devised the Steam machine, and it tells us which games to play. And it is a bastard. And it can be a sweetheart. It just kind of depends. It is a mechanical machine, though, so I am putting things on it that don't need to be there. Anyways, now, our first game that we have got on the list for you is Serious Sam, The First Encounter. Have you ever had any experience with this game before? Absolutely not. No? Yeah, see, I played a little bit of it back in the day on the Xbox. Yeah, I've um, never even heard of it until this thing came up on on the randomizer. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of that, because I've gotten so many bundles that there's just so many games in this list that I'm like, oh, yeah, I've never even loaded this up, but I've got it downloaded and installed. So. Oh, I bet, especially with me being like, a regular, like not even a regular gamer, just, just let me pick it up when I can. Like, yeah, but. yes, exactly, man. And that's why I figured that you would be a good fit for this too, because it's like I'm a serious gamer, no pun, no pun intended, and I like to game on my free time and everything. And you kind of just pick it up and play when you can. So it's going to be interesting to get a casual person's perspective on some of these games as opposed to my perspective, which is someone who plays a lot of video games. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So let's start off, I guess, by introducing ourselves and a little bit about us, and we'll go with you. Um, what was the first game that you can remember playing? What really got you into video games, and do you really have a favorite? The first game that I ever remember playing was probably Duck Hut on the NES system. Nice. Yeah, old school, nice. old school shit. Um, what were the other questions? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm an idiot. So like, okay, so so what would you 
consider to be your favorite game? Oh, favorite game. That's a tough one. Because, yeah, like, I have a favorite in, like, a bunch of different genres. But if I'm going to go, like, overall, GoldenEye 64. GoldenEye 64? Yeah. That's a good choice, man. Good choice. Um, Have you played it recently? Yeah. I even, uh, when, it, when they did the remake version of it on the Wii, I played the shit out of that, too. Awesome. Yeah, dude, I remember fucking loving that game back in the day, and I went back to it recently, dude, and I I, I guess I'm terrible at Nintendo 64 games now, because it was so hard, and I just got... Oh, those games were no joke. Those games were no joke. Like, if you played it a lot way back in the day, you got really good at it. Now that it's like 15, 20 years later, and everyone's updated their systems you jump back on that no that 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 shit's hard as hell yeah man there have been so many quality of life improvements to first person shooters since then it's absolutely not to mention back then i was a playstation kid and my friends had nintendo but the last nintendo that i had was an nes so that that kind of tells you like i didn't really mess with nintendo yeah so me i would say the first game that i can remember that really stuck with me was well i actually have two because it was two different systems really that i had growing up i had a sega master system and an nes and on nes uh the game that i had that always jumped out to me was star tropics yeah really just a really fun game man i thought it was awesome using a little yo-yo as a weapon and uh i never got super far in it as a kid i don't think that i had the little manual that you needed to beat it so i never would have beat it anyway yeah for sure it was a really fun it game. It was. I um, remember that game. And the other game that I have, I'm actually looking at it on my shelf right now, is Fantasy Star for the Sega Master. That's a good game, too. That what got, what a hard RPG. I'm so glad that when they released it on Switch that they added like a little two times experience, two times gold thing. Yeah. Man, that game is brutal. And I understand that they had to make them that way back in the day because. You know, they could only make them so long on cartridges, so they had to make them challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because those cartridges, there's only so much system. And, like, if they didn't make it brutally hard, you have people who can do a speed run in, like, 10 minutes on games like Castlevania. Like, Yeah, which that just that just blows me. Yeah, mind. for sure. I'm not, not that good at those games. Right. <laughs> but what, what's interesting to me is, like, how things kind of went from, like, you're talking about GoldenEye to, I guess... What they are now as far as maybe doom and things like that go and that doom is a good example from what it started as on the pc what it started as to what the the latest release has been absolutely yeah. insane insane absolutely like i have yet to pick up the new version and check that out but i have seen some stuff online and it just looks mind-blowing but well i I do not have Doom Eternal in this list, which is the newest one, but I do have Doom 2016, and that is on our list and will be coming up eventually. Yes. Uh, that will be interesting. My personal favorite Doom game is Doom 3. A lot of people shit on that one because it's kind of like survival horror Yeah. But I really like yeah. it. Like, I think it's fun. And I thought it was cool that once you clear an area of enemies, they're gone. But we'll get to that on the episodes when we're talking about them today. We are here to talk about Serious Sam, and I have some information that I copied from Wikipedia. The <laughs> so, interwebs. The interwebs. You know, everything that you read on the interwebs is absolutely fucking uh, Especially about Serious Sam. Sam. <laughs> especially, because they take Serious Sam 
Seriously. All right, enough, enough dad jokes for now. So, an evil alien named Mental is invading Earth to destroy humanity, and humans are forced to use the time block to try to defeat them. And all I could figure out about the time block is that it must be some sort of teleporter. They did not really explain what that is well, and if they did, I couldn't find it, and I apologize. So they chose the bravest of the souls in the current war, who was Sam Sirius Stone. And he appears in Egypt after going through the time lock and travels between monuments collecting long-lost Syrian artifacts and finds a long-lost Syrian communicator. And they must go to the Pyramid of Giza, rendezvous with the Syrian ship, and there you are met by the final boss, Oogzon III. Making your way there, my god. Oogzon. This game is not easy. This game started off like when I first put it on. I threw it on normal, and I was like, all right, first-person shooter, it's not going to be so bad. Was I fucking wrong? Like, (laughs) I was totally wrong. I probably lasted about 10 minutes on that first level before realizing that I had no idea what the hell I was fucking doing. Like, Yeah, man, I've described this to people, and I think I've seen it other places, as this is pretty much like a 3D bullet hell. There are so many enemies coming at you all the time that you are constantly having to move duck, dip, dive, and dodge out of the fucking way. Yeah, the five Ds definitely apply to this game. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, did you have any favorite enemies in the game? Um, I could tell you that I hated those, like, skeleton horse, like, goblin-looking things. Oh, yeah, the things they shot the cannonballs with the chains. Yeah, they, they like... shot the fucking cannonballs with the chains, and then they would, like, bomb rush you. Absolutely yeah, hated them. I Yeah. Everything else wasn't so bad, like the 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 bull chargers that come later on in the game and knock you around. They're not so bad, like, but those horse skeleton things that throw the cannonballs on the chains. Yeah, fuck those guys. See, man, I always have an issue in first person shooters with flying enemies. So those fucking harpies drove me absolutely insane. I would just pull out my minigun and waste. Oh, my oh dude, you 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 went about it all wrong. Just like with the little frogs that I found out, the best way to fucking have handle those is to pull out that knife and just let them come at you and swing the knife. Like, oh, dude, I completely forgot. The yeah, knife. oh, dude, the like, knife is really the MVP of that game. Like, some of those guns are good, some of those guns are great, but dude, that knife was old, reliable. Like, if you ever got in a pinch and needed to get out of a corner really fucking quick, that knife is a one hit kill. Like. On pretty much all of those creatures, except for some of the later level ones, like it's a one-hit kill. That knife was awesome. Damn, I, did, I did not fucking, I did not know that. That's amazing. Yeah. So, a little bit about the game before we delve too much more into it, because I've got a bunch of little notes here, and I'm sorry, by the way, listeners, if you can hear my chair squeaking because it's old. Sorry. <laughs> um, this game is developed. You know, this game. Development started in 1996. 96, wow. And was not and was not launched until 2001. So that's a decent amount of time that they worked on this. But they developed their own engine for it. Like, this game was actually originally basically just a demonstrator for Crow Team's engine that they had created called the Sirius Engine. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've seen anything recently about the... I think I might have sent you the link about Sirius Sam 4. They're boasting that they, they're going to be able to put up to 100,000 enemies. Like yeah, you showed me once. something about that. And, like... Now that you've played Sirius Sam... This is Sam, super serious, Sam. Like... 
just um, I can't imagine that many enemies just and having to deal with all of them. God, I would be like, oh, please give me rockets. First encounter being my first experience of the Super Sam title line. Like the number of enemies they throw at you in this is ridiculous. And it is nothing in comparison to what they're like saying about number four, like a hundred thousand enemies. That's bullshit. Yeah, dude, it's good. It's, I, don't, I can't even. I can't even imagine. So this, this, this. Anyways, this game was developed by Crow Team, and Crow Team is a team from Croatia. If you, I guess that kind of makes sense with the name. They were established in 1993, headed by six friends who just kind of wanted to make some games together. Their most notable games, besides Serious Sam, are The Talos Principle, which came out, I think, in 2015. I could be wrong, um, but. The ones I do know for sure was they made Football Glory for the Amiga 500 and the Amiga 1200, and they were sued for Football Glory on the Amiga 500 and Amiga 1200 because a clone of their, it was basically a clone of the game Sensible Software by Sensible Software. So they just released the game as freeware after that. They they ceased further development. It was just like, here you go. That sucks. Then they released Save the Earth on the Amiga 4000 in 1998. I think it was 1998. It was a little fuzzy and Wikipedia, they didn't really have exact dates for that one, but I tried to figure what I could. And then they took a very long hiatus and then they released Serious Sam. So it was like, I feel like when Football Glory failed, they were just kind of like, well, I guess let's just start on this other thing here. And they kind of just went into the shadows and did that. And I can't blame them. Like this game is much better than I think a soccer game for the Amiga would be. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, you, you know, I don't know. I don't do soccer games. I, I totally do the um, soccer games. Like FIFA. FIFA's great. Even some of the even some of the yeah, mobile games I'll jump on and get lost in that for hours on end. I just love soccer, though. But I will say you got me you got me pretty hooked on the yeah. NHL. Like, those games are great. I love just... Yeah, Goon Squad, Gooning <laughs> Up. So, like you were saying, you know, the first level in this game is called, and man, I apologize if I tear this up because pronouncing this word might be a problem for me, but it's called Hot Ship, Hot Shepsut. Yeah, Hot, hot Shepsut. And it's not that bad at yeah. first. You're, go, you're going, you know, you're making your way along, and they start sending enemies at you. The, the one part that I can remember, and I, I've seen it in almost every Serious Sam series is you have a couple of the kamikazes running at you, which are the headless guys holding bombs yeah. that that just scream. I don't know if you played with sound. Ah! Ah! Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was blasting it through my sound bar, and they come running, and it just blows up, and you kill them, and Sam goes, ah, yeah. shut up. Yeah. And then more of them come, and... That's been in every serious Sam game. The, uh, the screaming kamikaze. Just that that particular instance, like where he makes fun of him for gotcha. shouting, and then just a massive wave yeah. of them come at you. The, the, you and, really get the first wave of those, what, at the start of level two? Like right at the end of level one? Yeah, yeah, yeah I believe so. And the level two is called the Sand yeah. Canyon. And it kind of, you know, they stick with the theme of magicians. Like you visit the tomb of Ramses III, uh, the Valley of the Kings, um, Memphis, which I didn't realize was an Egyptian place. I learned. Yeah, Memphis, and then you hit the Luxor, and 
they're they're a bit like they're god what am i saying their research into the game and actually like developing egypt for the game was like spot on they did some research like yeah yeah and i thought it was cool to end at the great period yeah like, for sure like it was pretty cool um I, I personally did not make it to either of the secret levels, and I don't. I either. was the Oasis one of the secret levels. No, no. Um, th- there was actually there was a level between the Valley of Kings and Oasis called. Moon Mountain. No, I did not hit either of those then. Okay, so in order to unlock that, you had to have in the Valley of Kings destroyed all the statues in the level. There's oh. five of them, and once you destroy all five of them, it's like teleport. Well, damn! I gave up after four. <laughs> But the, the, you only have fucking one right. more, man. They so hide these so, secrets in this game very well. Like some levels, like the first level, they they were easy to find. Most of them, like I found all seven of them probably on my second playthrough. But after that, absolutely, like could not find them at all. No matter how much dungeon crawling I did, and like some of them, I could see where it was. No way in hell could I figure out how to actually get to it. Like, they did a good job putting these secrets, like, blatantly obvious in the game while also keeping them, like, blatantly hidden at the same time. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, I got to a point where I just gave up on trying to find them. Like, um, the one that I did find that kind of surprised me was I, I believe it's in the beginning of the Tomb of Ramses. There's a rocket launcher yeah. that you can see. And it's like, how in the fuck yeah, you get Are there? you talking like, like it's on like a little there. bridge behind one of the columns? Yeah. yeah. You go over, like, when you come into like that room there. and you're like standing directly underneath of that, look to the left and you'll see some shiny shit in the corner. Yep. 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 The sparkles. Yeah. I was going to say, it took me forever, but finally I saw that and yeah. I was like, what in the hell? And then I accidentally ran over and Boom. walked into it and it Teleported just teleported you. me there. Like... Like one of the other secrets that like really messed me up and I was like, all right, this, this just like blew my mind, but I thought I was going to die as I forget what level it was, but I peered over this edge and then it was just this deep shaft with like spikes at the bottom. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to die as I'm falling down this shaft. And it's all of a sudden's like secret room found. And I'm just like, okay, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) Like, I am so, I am so glad I'm not the only one that happened to, because yeah, dude, I fell into that and I was like, shit. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, where right. am I now? It's like, <laughs> well, I have completely lost all of my bearings on this level, but I'm glad I'm not dead. But, and uh, I, I will report that uh, if you miss something in that room, you you miss it because if you go and try to jump back down there, yeah. you're gonna have to spice. <laughs> I've, I found I've that out too, that you get the secrets once. Like, they do not let you go back. Now, okay, so the. So after you destroy all those five statues, sorry, we got sidetracked a little bit. <laughs> after you destroy the five statues and you collect the element that you're looking for on the level, you head down the normal path like you're going to leave, but then you cut right and you find a teleporter. And it takes you past where you normally enter for the oasis and you head down the new passageway, boom. You enter Moon Mountains, the first secret level of the game. I yeah. did not do that. I thought about going back and doing it, but then, like after hours into this game, I was like, I, I really don't want to go back and replay that. Level yeah, like I, I get what you're saying, but this game, as much as I've played through it, I'm probably gonna keep playing it. It was absolutely 
amazingly fun. Like, I'm probably going to really keep doing this in between our next game for the show and taking care of the children and all that. Like, this game was great. Like, yeah, they're just, it's just such a, like, arcade. Yeah, I was I comparing it to, of- like, a beat em up first person shooter. Like, yeah, now, did, I have to ask, did you play no, I did not at all? Dude, I tried, and I'm just like, oh, it's just, this is not, yeah, not for me. I do know people who prefer third person because they get most. Yeah, yeah. I I've found that experience with different titles before, like especially like with some of the older N64 titles now on the new HD TVs. Like first person shooters are really hard because it's like so choppy. But I definitely prefer the first person like perspective. Very few, very few games do yeah, I like the third too. person over the shoulder. Yeah, and like I know my buddy James from the JRPG report tells me that you know, when he plays games, he prefers the third person. He's never played any of the Elder Scrolls games though, so I uh, I get on him about that. But that's besides the point. But yeah, there is a third person in this, and I guess it's because of the multiplayer. There is multiplayer for this game, where I, I'm assuming that it used to be like your run-of-the-mill Half-Life Source, Counter-Strike, like those types of just yeah. uh, arena shooters, uh, like Quake and this. Um, but I could see that it would be pretty fun. I mean, I used to have a blast with Unreal Tournament, so I can imagine that Serious Sam would be yeah. just as fun. Um, but, okay, so there was a second secret level, and it was <clears throat> after the Luxor, right before you go to the Great Pyramids, it's the Sacred Yards. And I'm so pissed off about this, Ryan. I'm so pissed off about this because... At the very end of the level, just as you're about to go through the exit, all you have to do is just cut a hard left as soon as you go through the doorway, and there's another doorway, and you go through there, and you That's get to the second secret level. I entered, I entered, and when I went to cut left, I had run too far forward, and I went ahead and ran through and finished, it finished the level for me. And I was like, oh, which means I'd have to start the whole thing over again. <laughs> I was like, all right, forget it, forget it. But it was right there, and that one's a lot easier. You don't really have to do anything. You just have to yeah. go through the Well, level. don't you have to find the scroll first, or... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to finish the level. Like, once you finish the level, it's literally like, if you run too far, you yeah. get into the level. But if you just run right in there and cut to the left. Uh, did you have a boss that stood out to you? Um, Maybe, like, they all were entertaining in their own ways. Like the the elemental was pretty gnarly, pretty gnarly. How he goes from gigantic to large to little annoying fuckers. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's the uh, the yeah, yeah, the that dude. I thought that that fight had the coolest music in the game, in my opinion. I was loving that. It just reminded me of like a see. I didn't really get too much of the soundtrack and stuff when i plug in my controller it would use that as like a headset as well as a controller so i played silent most of the gameplay so i couldn't even tell you if serious ham has any like awesome one-liners or anything like that through the game like uh yeah he he spits them out like duke nukem but not quite oh it. man vulgar you know what i mean like uh so there's yeah. a way that you can fix that there's yeah i i figured it out i was just too lazy to change it <laughs> Uh, I got you. Yeah. So, like, another thing about this game is it uses those old school yeah. sound bits for like guns and things like that. And I absolutely love yeah. the shotgun sound. I don't know what it is, but it's so satisfying. 
and the complete opposite can mm. be said for the Tommy gun. The Tommy guns sounded just like a little yeah, pew, for sure pew, 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 pew type gun. It did not sound like it was packing no. any kind of punch at all, and even the minigun was a little weak. But that shotgun had that perfect yeah. that I was looking for. Um, did you find any of the not the secrets, but did you find the Easter egg? In Easter the egg. Which one? There's one. So there is a random wall. Uh, I wish I could remember which one it was, but you shoot it with a rocket launcher, and, and it blows up the wall. And oh yeah, that's that's the very first level. Trying. That's the very first level. Uh, that's uh, when where you start off in that little like little teleporter thing. If you turn around and go down that ramp, down to the lower level of that like plaza, on the right and the left there are yeah. two doors. One of them you blow up. That's the one on the right. Some crow team people escape. You go to the left. That door doesn't need to be blown up, but it opens up automatically. More crow team. F- or fans, I think, is what they're called in the game, escape. There's probably about 20 of them. And uh, they they hit some rockets and stuff down there for you, so it it was kind of worth it. But it was one of those situations in the game I didn't know which was more annoying, the noises those Easter eggs made or the headless kamikaze screamers. Like, oh, yeah, because they're yeah. just like, hello, hello. <laughs> Hey, uh, wait, hello, hey, wait, hey, wait, hey, wait. Yeah, hey, wait, come here. Dude, and they look hilarious, man, because apparently they are the alpha, like a concept head for what they wow. were going to use for mental with the Crow Team's faces splattered on them. And then they put them on an alpha version of Sam's body, and they were just like, we're just going to hide. It was like game. Mars Attacks meet Megamind thrown on a human body. Like, yes, yes. Um, did you take note of your score? Oh, uh, man. Score? Uh, let me see. Is that something I'd be able to pull right back up on here? Let me check this. Uh, I think I think you should be able to click high score. I will tell you that mine was 6,100,000. Yeah, you definitely got me beat. This latest playthrough that I did and was actually able to make it all the way to the final level, not rolling credits. I think I was around three million, maybe four. Hey, that's that's still an admirable effort. Yeah, man, you told me that when you got to the end of the game, that you killed the boss yeah. died at the same time that you. Died. I died, you and then literally like half a second after I died, the boss, like the boss, final boss, fell, fell down, KO'd. The aliens got him. Like, oh, that would. Yeah, that would have drove me crazy. I do honestly. I sat outside of the place, just firing bullets into that thing. Like, yeah, no, the, like before I messaged you yeah. to, ask, it was probably about like my tenth time of unloading on him and running in circles for him to just fucking regenerate. And I was like, God damn it! Like, I'm about done with this. Like, yeah. Finally, I, I ran over to one of the things and I accidentally went on one of those ramps and it shot me into the air. So I was just like, oh, shit, okay. So I just went through all those little circles, and I assume that's what, like, what, what powers up the gun, yeah. but I really didn't know. But it seemed to work because it let me beat, beat him and everything, and I rolled credits, which the credits are pretty funny. After, after you beat that thing, it's just like Sam gets teleported into the ship, and he goes up and broadcasts that he is going to kick some alien ass, basically, and then he flies off to go to yeah. the Syrian home planet, which... 
I don't know. It, it just cracks me up, man. Like, you know, there's always always this love for Duke Nukem and things like that. But, like, I feel like Serious Sam really deserves some more credit because, like, he's a yeah. funny character. I mean, it's it's a little tropey, but it's supposed to oh, be. Oh, man, I just pulled the know? game back up it's on just- my computer here, and there's no high So I don't even know oh. what mine would be. But it was, it wasn't nearly as high as yours. I played on tourist difficulty, oh, so yeah. I was probably I sitting around. Easy. I was sitting around three, three and a half, probably. Well, I won't lie. I played on easy because no, normal kick. Yeah, back. normal so, was so, no so fucking joke. Easy. It was, it was absolutely frustrating. Ten minutes in, already dead. I was like, "Fuck this! I'm taking a break." And it was only my first sit down on it. Yeah, man. So, you know, Serious Sam, first-person shooter, came out 2001. There's only so much we can really cover about it. Like, I think we've pretty much touched the little bits that I had written down. It's a great game. Like, if you were to give it one out of five lightsabers, how many lightsabers? Oh, man, probably three and a half. That's exactly it. Was, it's, it, so it, it is a wildly entertaining game, but it's not enough to be, like, a great game. Like, yeah. I, I'm in, I'm interested to see what you think when we finally get to like one of the other serious Sam games because I've got most of them. I have the 3D first-person shooter ones. Um, they did make some that are 2D, kind of like side-scroller type sh- uh, shooters. And there's actually HD versions of these first encounter and the second encounter. Awesome. But I just kind of wanted the old yeah. school versions. Of well, them I'm excited that. to get further um, into the series whenever it shows up on our on our machine there, but. I think the thing I'm most curious about is to see the evolution of Sam on the cover art because Sam on the cover art of this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, he looks straight out of it like an '80s action. Absolutely, movie. but it's not just like any <laughs> '80s action movie. It is like D-list '80s action movie. Like, if it yeah, was to be made today, like, it would be like crowdfunded by the director's grandparents and put directly to YouTube. Like, oh, Kung Fury level, absolutely. Yeah, got like a Commando Ninja. I, it's almost like I'm looking at him right now in my Steam account, and I'm like, it's almost like they found the dude. They were like, well, he kind of looks like Sylvester Stallone, and he kind of looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, like, he'll work. We'll draw him. He's just like a, a mesh of all of those together, and maybe some Ralph. Oh man, I lost you there for a second. Yeah, my headphone popped out. Whoops. Uh, it happens. It happens. Um, I was just saying that he looks like a combination of like Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger with maybe some Delphine. Absolutely, but he also looks like he's photoshopped like a motherfucker. Like, yeah, yeah ain't, ain't nobody got muscles like that with a chin. A chin right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I think. Oh. Yes, it seems that this is print, print, printing out a little piece of paper. Oh, so let's, this, let's see. This seems to say, huh. I guess I have to look through the list. It has given us the number 291. Oh, and I guess we should preface that there are 728 games in this list that we will be covering. And this would probably be a good time to go ahead and put it out there that it's weekly, bi-weekly, depending on what game we get. If we get a game that I think 
we need to spend two weeks playing it so we can really get a good grasp on it, then I think we'll take the bi-weekly, even if we have to do a part one and two type thing. But if we pull a game that we can beat within a couple hours, like Serious Sam, I think was like five or six yeah, hours. Yeah, I think the, total, I think the total, total amount of time it took me to get through on tourist mode was about five hours. Yeah, so, you know, we could do one of those in a week, but if we draw a game, like I said, that needs more time attended to it, then we'll discuss doing the bi-weekly or doing parts one, part two, whatever we need to do. We'll, we'll yeah. hash all that out. We just wanted to get this first episode out here so it's under our belts and people can kind of get to know us and hear that we are just like two foul mouth motherfuckers who like to Absolutely. talk about video games. <laughs> so our number that we have been given is 291. So it's 291. I'm going to refer to the list. Would you like to take a guess at what letter oh, that might be? Oh, man, that's going to be K. Close. Is it? H's. Oh. And it is the final H. What is that? And that is Hyper Dimension Neptunia U Action Unleashed. You are in for some Japanese goodness, oh, my friend. Is it an RPG? Is, uh, okay. Kind of, kind of. It is the, the Neptunia series is normally a turn based RPG. Um, Action Unleashed is like their attempt at an action RPG, more like a hack and oh, slash fun, type game. Fun. Um, I think that you're going to either really love it and think it's just adorable like I do. Like, I love the Neptunia series because it doesn't take itself seriously. Or you were going to be like, what the fuck did yeah. you make me play? Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, and it, it's got its, it's got its anime tropes. You know, there's a little fan service, that kind of thing in it. But, like, at the core, Neptunia is a really fun series. So, like, I'm really excited right now. Awesome. I can't play. wait to play it. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. All right, so this this first episode, not super long because we were just kind of covering Serious Sam. I think our next episode on Hyperdimension Neptunia, there should be a little more to cover. Um, I've never really delved into Action Unleashed, so it might be another kind of shorter episode. Who the fuck knows? We'll find out. But until next time, guys, I really appreciate you checking us out. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast. You can find us at on Twitter at steam underscore podcast. And is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I think you got all of the social media stuff and every, all the aspects of it. I think we're, we're good to go to start working on the next one for the, for these fine people. All right. And I have gotten Twitch set up. So starting tomorrow, hopefully, or maybe today when you hear this, um, I am going to start trying to stream the games that we are talking about. If, I'm allowed because there are some in the list that I am not going to be able to stream on Twitch due to nudity or excessive violence. And those are going to be real fun to talk about on the pod anyway. So <laughs> until next time, guys. Yeah, I, I don't, don't I, know. I don't have a sign off either. Hey guys, just wanted to pop in here real quick at the end of the episode to thank a couple of podcasts that really inspired me to get this all started. I would like to give a shout out to the JRPG Report with James. Man, you know, talking to you about helping me through all this recording and all that has been really helpful. Um, the the content that you do and me guesting on your show really, really helped me get over the hump of uh, being nervous to do this. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Factory Sealed because those guys have been keeping me laughing for, you know, years now. And uh, they've always made me feel like a welcome part of the community. And uh, Dan, Eric, Tom, Mike, I love all you guys. And finally, I'd like to really, really thank Tadpog. Um, 
you, you know, Tyler and Dave play old games. These guys have really been helping me out a lot lately with, you know, uh, talking to me, uh, keeping me laughing. The community has been really great, just like the factory sewed community. Yeah, everyone is so awesome. Um, Ryan is asleep, or I'm sure he would have some people to <laughs> kick in right now because I am editing and it is 2 in the morning and I am rambling because I am stoned, but it is what it is. I just wanted to thank you guys for inspiring me to start up this podcast and really just chase this as something that I've wanted to do for a long time, and I really appreciate it. So uh, that's it, man. Here's the outro that I made up, and I hope you enjoyed the intro and outro. You know, I, I wrote the music and things like that. I'm rambling. I love you all. We'll see you next week. Ah, it seems you have made it through the steam machine. Congratulations. Unlike our hosts, you may exit for now. Until next time, travelers. Goodbye. <laughs>